1: day. I want to spend a few minutes with you here right now and man it has been a while since I've recorded a podcast um, just with the um, well I think the last time we talked it was around Black Friday um, and really right after Black Friday we have December right and December is obviously Christmas time um, really the the ramp up of the holidays you know you're just coming off of Thanksgiving. Um, then we have Christmas, New Year's and you know, this is early January as I'm recording this now, and um, I, if you, I don't know if you can tell, I have a bit of like a nasally sound. Um, I think I'm getting, I think I have allergies out here in, uh, in California. I've never had allergies my whole life, um, but I've been like sniffly like two or three separate times this winter, um, and it's happened, I believe, last winter too, and I've never had allergies my whole life. But being out here, I think it's something with the pollen or something like that. So, um, it's it's a little annoying. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, you know, I got like a, I had a scratchy, th- like a really sore throat two days ago. It's kind of just scratchy now, and I'm kind of like, you know, a bit nasally. Um, <laughs> so, I'm kind of over it. But anyway, I I, I uh, I'm excited to spend some time with you guys. Really get back into, back into the mode of of just being active because. You know, we really pulled back in December for a lot. We had lots of family in town for, like, almost two weeks straight. Ashley and I took a, uh, three days away, which is the first time we've taken more than one night away uh, since Be- Bellamy, our son, was born. So that was huge. Um, it was so fun to do that. Um, and then, you know, it really takes some time to kind of get get your groove back. You know, I'm sure you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, so, you know, one of the blessings of... of, of kind of having a more established business, because it definitely hasn't been that way for the majority of our career, having something that was, you know, stable. Um, one of the blessings of that is, you know, really being able to be really present with family for long periods of time. And that's what we were able to do. Um, and really just kind of just kick the can down the road, you know, just kind of give it a little bit of a shove. And, and um, you know, it's really what one of the reasons why we built um, the business, why we continue to do that. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're we're people of action. We love chasing chasing goals. Um, it's just, it's fun. So I think you should build your business for maximum stability so that you never need to do anything. But you should always keep on, um, you know, striving for something bigger. You know, be content with what you have, but strive for something bigger. I think that's the, the balance of life or the the art of fulfillment in terms of, you know, your professional life. And so we're really grateful to... Um, to, you know, be really content um, with what we have and what we have been blessed to have a hand in building. Um, At the same time, we we have goals and uh, it gives us kind of that thrust, you know, for life and that thrust for business and I'm really excited to, uh, you know, start to achieve those things um, this year. Um, You know, reflecting back on last year, and then I'll get into the topic here in a moment but reflecting back on last year you know we missed <laughs> we missed most of our goals um you know we they were pretty audacious um they were very planned very very calculated goals um but we just had some things come up that we didn't we didn't expect there were foundational issues in the business that really needed to get addressed um you know personnel that we needed to bring in or replace um you know, we we did a product overhaul, which took me personally um, like two to three months or something like that, of like straight work um, to just increase the quality of our product um, and our service and uh, the the coaching that we provide. And I'm I'm really really proud of that um, of what we were able to do. And the, the the service that we provide. I've always been proud of our products, but never at this level. Um, now I'm I'm just. I'm so excited and proud to to deliver what we deliver. Um, and so that was a huge thing, right? That was, a, that was an infrastructure level thing that we just needed to dial in and get right. Um, we needed to get another traffic source um, that was as strong um, as our primary traffic source, which was Facebook ads. And now we have YouTube ads that is actually stronger. We actually have better results um, on YouTube ads right now than even Facebook ads. Um, but it just gives us another la- layer of stability, um, we you you won't see it if you listen to this right this second. Um, you won't see it, but um, we uh, finally acquired the domain name um, MLMRebels.com, which has been a multiple year journey. Um, and so, actually, one of our members of our team was able to acquire it and purchase it from the original owner, and then gave it gave it to us. We obviously paid for it, paid him for it, but he gave it to us, which was incredible. And we've um, built. Uh, our whole site, um, everything I've pretty much ever written, um, is in the site now, and that was a multi-month migration process for one of our, one of our employees. And um, you know, it's not, it's not live right this second, so <coughs> um, you won't see it right now. But within a few days, I mean, I just gotta. It's really just me. I just gotta go in and like proof, proof, proof the thing, and then just let them click it live. Um, but we we're able to do that. Um, we have an app launching in the next. Few weeks um, for our internal team, um, which is super cool. So all kinds of cool stuff. So we we missed a lot of our goals, but we also accomplished many other things. Um, and you know, it uh, it's definitely heading in the right direction. We're excited about that. We've also we we're able to save and invest more last year than we've ever been able to, um, which is incredible. So it was a a pretty uh, that was that was that was really. Really, I was really happy about that um, because we we went through a move, as you may have heard um, if you listened to the show for a while. But we had to move randomly, um, and uh, that was no fun. Uh, it was a multiple month little shebang, um, and we spent a lot of money doing it um, because of just the the market inflated like crazy. And right at that time, the the place we were renting, um, the landlord wanted to move back into his house, and so we, you know, we we obviously you know obliged and <laughs> didn't squat like a freaking welfare minded loser um and so we uh, we you know we left and and went through a 3 month process of trying to find a house um to purchase and we just couldn't find what we wanted or we would get just the the houses were getting bid up so insane that you were just like I am not paying that for that house like and so we ended up renting another house and um, we got a great house. It's beautiful, better, way better area. I mean, it's gorgeous. Like the, the whole neighborhood is gorgeous. Um, you know, it's insane. I mean, people are sometimes. I've seen people parallel park their uh, freaking Ferrari on the street <laughs> out in this neighborhood. And I'm like, this is cool. Um, you know, but our house payment increased by fifty percent overnight. Just and then plus all the moving expenses, movers, all the stuff. Um, so there's all kinds of things that, you know, and by the way, if you want my thoughts on buying versus selling a house, you can go, you can go listen to those. Um, but, uh, yeah, so sorry, that was a bit of a hugely long intro. I just feel like there's so much to catch you guys up on that, um, (laughs) I needed to give a little bit of a backstory there. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that was useful. Um, well, if you made it this far, (laughs) then I promise to give you some value, um, So I wanted to just kind of give a a bit of an update to the, you know, my my first, the first thing I ever wrote with network marketing was network marketing versus everything else. It was like the first like big thing that I wrote around network marketing Um, and I was comparing it versus high income jobs, the stock market, um, real estate um, and startups And, you know, I've made some little updates throughout the years, not to the document, um, but just, you know, I've recorded some shows a couple years ago, um, both on YouTube. I looked at the YouTube show, like, oh my gosh, it freaking sucked. Um, (laughs) But I'm sure the information was okay. But like, just like the way I was presenting and stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, Um, the podcast. I'm sure the podcast were probably better because you can't see me. But I wanted to just give a bit of a brief update with kind of where we're at in you know twenty twenty two yeah twenty twenty two now, um, and just the world's changed. Like when I wrote the document, I didn't put crypto in there, you know, because cr- crypto was a thing, but like you know, it wasn't really a thing. Like in twenty fifteen, I think when I wrote that, you know, the price of Bitcoin was probably a couple hundred bucks. You know, it's around fifty grand right now. You know, for one, um, so that wasn't even a thing back then. Um, you know, I, at the time I wrote that, I was just getting involved in online selling, like just getting involved in it, like literally sniffing the paint type of thing. So that wasn't even a a thing I was considering, you know. Um, in terms of the comparison, so I wanted to kind of provide a little bit of an update here, and uh, and give you some kind of food for thought and things to chew on a little bit, um, because if you know me, you know that I I chew in things very very deeply. And I try to always do what's most impactful um, for our life. I'm a 80-20 type of person. So let's just do a couple comparison things. But let's just let's just do I'm going to give you the bottom line first. And then I'm going to give you a structure of thinking about your finances that is probably different than what you've heard in the past. And I've talked about this before in the podcast. So this may be repeat for you, but it also might not be. So the bottom line is this. Um, I believe for for the vast majority of people, the vast majority of people, combining online marketing with network marketing is the best opportunity in the world today, bar none. I don't believe that network marketing, without doing it the rebel's way, I really don't believe it's the best opportunity out there. I don't think I would do it, to be quite honest with you. Um, and I have personal friends that have that make a current um, seven-figure income, hundred grand a month plus, uh, and they did not build their business like this. They built it old school, uh, but they're older, and so um, their business is staying together essentially because there is their team is so freaking deep and big that there's always new people getting in at the bottom. No one's really succeeding that much, um, but you know there's enough activity to keep the thing alive. Okay, Um, And and they have an incredible lifestyle, don't get me wrong. I mean, incredible. It's it's the most passive income I have ever seen. And I have friends that make a lot of money with real estate investing too. A big network marketing team is the best passive income I've ever seen. Um, However, I do not have faith in building the business like those guys that I'm referring to built it that they can, that they could do it again from scratch right now. If they had to build it from scratch again, I don't know if they could do it. Um, and if they could, that's fantastic, and I have huge respect for that. Um, but I just don't want to do that. Maybe I should rephrase that. I, I don't know if they could. Maybe they could, maybe they couldn't. I don't know if I could. Okay, let's put it that way. I don't know if I could do it. And I don't want to do it. I, I, I already know that, right? Um, if for some reason, you know, like a magic genie come and said you know, Zach, you can build network marketing, but you can't do it. You can't combine it with direct response marketing. You cannot combine it with online marketing. Um, I personally wouldn't do it. I would, I would do something else. However, that's not the case. And this magic genie doesn't exist. So bottom line, online marketing or direct response marketing combined with network marketing, I believe, is the best opportunity in America today for sure. 100%. Um, okay, now let's back up a little bit. So now you have your answer if you're just like, you know, one on the bottom line. There's something called this, I did not invent this, it's called the hierarchy of wealth, okay? Um, I'll give credit to Patrick Donahue and Will Street. They're the ones that made it up um, as far as I know. Essentially, here's all it is. It's, imagine you have a, a triangle shape or a pyramid shape and you have layers to this triangle, layers to this pyramid of wealth. And you cannot try to build a higher level of wealth until you have a foundational layer secured. So the foundational layer would be uh, an emergency fund, like a cash emergency fund, okay? So let's say six months, maybe 12 months of reserve cash um, or cash equivalent that you could get on a cash equivalent, turn of a dime to do whatever you had to do. Um, this would include uh, what I would call a hedge, okay, so a hedge against inflation. Um, so, you know, typically gold is a great hedge. Um, some some believe, and I'm one of those people included, that long-term uh, certain crypto, Bitcoin, could be a good hedge. Um, this is a foundational layer, okay. Now, I think at a minimum, you should have a foundational layer, minimally, of six months of reserve cash, okay, six months of reserve cash or cash equivalent, um, then you don't move on from the foundational layer until you, until you have it right. So that means you're not going to go and buy, like, a bunch of stocks. Okay. The next layer is your um, either an additional business, okay, an additional business. Notice I said additional business, an additional business or cash flow real estate. These are investments or opportunities that you can control very heavily. You can control cash flow, real estate very heavily. You can control a uh, business that you own very heavily. <clears throat> and the whole goal here is to basically cover your living expenses with as much pass- passive nature as you can. So you you build some type of a business has a ton of passive in- or has enough passive income to cover your living expenses. Fantastic. You buy a bunch of real estate. You don't do anything else until um, the real estate covers your expenses. Then the next layer up the pyramid is um, things that are a little bit less out of less outside your control. Okay, so let's just say um, you know syndicated real estate deals. Okay, so there's still a large amount of uh, safety, right? Because the money is tied to a piece of property that is has inherent value, but you don't control any of it. Okay, it's fully in the hands of the syndicators to get you a profit. Um, Then the next layer up is things like. Stocks, um, speculative investments, uh, investing in startups, um, maybe investing in speculative crypto assets, which basically they're all speculative. Um, you know, depending on your belief system around those things, but you get the picture, right? These are highly speculative. You have you have literally zero control over the performance of the asset, um, but you can have huge gains. So this pyramid, the the, the lower on the pyramid, is basically a lesser ability to profit but more control, and the higher the pyramid is more ability to profit, less control. So like, for instance, if you, you know, purchased, if you purchased Bitcoin back in 2015, like I talked about, you know, if you put, if you put a thousand bucks into it, then you would have had three Bitcoin, let's say, I'm just, I don't know if the numbers are exact, but who cares? You put a thousand bucks in in 2015, you would have 150,000 right now. Okay, so highly speculative, you had of you know, it's insane. Um, you had no control over that it could have just as easily gone to zero, okay? Um, So I say all that to kind of put into perspective what we're trying to do. You're trying to go for the base layer first. Now, if you're listening to this, you're either running your business full-time or you you have a job and you're doing this part-time. Now, what you don't want to do, especially early, like where, if let's just pretend you have a job because the business one's easy. Let's say you have a job, you're doing this part-time. What I didn't say is quit, building your business until you have 6 months of reserve cash. Okay, I didn't say that. That's 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 not smart because a business can ex- exponentially increase the ability to s- secure those base foundational layers. Remember I said additional business? That's that's what I meant, additional business. So what you are wanting to think about right now is essentially, what do I want to do? So if, you know, if I'm comparing this, you know, our business model to crypto, for instance, you know, crypto, um, in most cases, not all. I understand there is, you know, depending on how savvy you are, there are things called staking. There are things that you can do that are not as speculative. But most of crypto is essentially it's speculative investing. Okay, you are investing in something, taking a educated bet that something is going to increase. That's what it is. Okay, so by the nature of what I just said with the hierarchy of wealth, if that's your frame of reference, you're not going to do crypto trading right now because you're in the foundational layer, right? So you're not going to mess with crypto trading because that's a highly speculative, top of the pyramid level investment. You're going to deal with that once you have layers one, two secured. Um, Regarding high income jobs, okay, I don't even think I need to explain myself on that. I mean, I think the last year and a half, two years, of all the stuff going on out there has really showed people that you need to be self-reliant. You need to control your own income. You need to be able to work from home if you want to. You need to be able to control where your kids go to school or how they're educated if you want to. Um, I don't, if, 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 if I need to convince you of that, then this show is no, is no longer for you. Okay. Um, there is no such thing as a job with control. Um, I mean, again, I shouldn't need to convince anyone of that anymore. <clears throat> um, so a high-income job is completely off the table. If you, have a, if you have a job, you might as well make as much as you can, obviously. But comparing a high-income job to a high-income business is, is not even remotely in the same ballpark. Um, not even remotely close. So we know that that's off the table. Um, real estate. Okay, so cash flow real estate versus uh, versus building a business. Um, I think that's a valid. That's a valid uh, comparison. Personally, I, I think you know. I've again, I have personal friends that have done incredibly well, um, starting from literally zero and uh, building up um, a cash flow real estate portfolio, and now they they do extraordinarily well. Um, you know, I think for the, I think for the average person, and uh, you're probably not average if you're listening to this, but. I, I'd say for most people. I don't mean the average person, but for most people, that is that's not the route to go, because you have to. In my opinion, you have to have an extraordinarily high level of patience. You have to be. Um, you have to be a deal maker. Obviously, uh, you have to wear a, a ton of different hats to make it work, um, and. You know, you either have to have a lot of capital yourself, meaning money, you have to have a lot of cash yourself, or you have to be really, really, really okay with taking out a lot of debt. Um, you know, so let's just say you need to, you know, you're going to do, I, again, I'm going to go a little savvy on you um, for a second if you're super into real estate, but let's say you're going to do the birth strategy, right? You buy, you rehab it, you refi it, you rent it out, Okay. So essentially, the purpose of that is so that you don't have money tied up in your deals. So let's just say you're buying, uh, I'm going to use higher numbers here just for a moment because, you know, we're in San Diego and depending on where you live, this might sound ridiculous, but don't you'll understand why I'm using these numbers in a moment. Let's say you buy a million dollar uh, property, okay, which doesn't get you a whole lot in San Diego, but let's just say you bought that and you wanted to rent it out. <clears throat> let's just say you actually could rent something out in San Diego, which... You really can't, but let's just pretend you could. So, you buy it, okay? Um, you don't have any money, so let's say well, let's just say you do have money. If you do have money, you're gonna just, you're going to have to put twenty five percent down on that property. That means you need two hundred fifty grand to put down. You mortgage the rest. Your payment on that property is um, let's just call it five thousand a month. Probably a little more than that. So let's say it's five thousand a month. You rent the property out for fifty five hundred. So you're cash flowing five hundred bucks a month. You put two hundred fifty grand in you put 250,000 in, you're cash flowing 6,000 a year, okay? So that is a rate of return of whatever it is, right? 4%, which sucks, but it's just the nature of the beast here in San Diego. Um, in a different market, you're looking at a higher return, probably like 10%. That's the average, right? So 10, it's actually 9.4. But let's just say it's 10. So you put 250,000 in, you would make 25 grand a year or 2 grand a month. So you have to think about that for a moment. Like number one, do you have two hundred fifty grand to make two two grand a month? Because <clears throat> that is the rate of return. It's roughly ten percent. Um, so you know if you need to make five thousand a month in cash flow to survive, you have to invest about five hundred grand, and you have to do it well. You can't just like blindly put it somewhere. So you get to you get to properly invest five hundred thousand in real estate of your own money to make five thousand a month. Cool. All right. So. If you don't have that capital, you got a problem. (laughs) Now you can overcome that problem by doing what I mentioned earlier, which is essentially getting creative with using other people's money and hopefully refinancing out of these properties and putting essentially all debt on the line. Now, if you do that, you have to borrow that 500 grand I just mentioned. So you got to borrow the 500 grand from private investors and then mortgage the remainder. So essentially, you have 500,000 of borrowed money from like your mom, your dad, people that you know, right? Or people that you don't know, whatever. You gotta go find 500 grand and essentially convince these people that you, giving you their money is a good idea and that you're gonna get them a return. And then you have to go get a mortgage for the remainder, all right? So the whole thing is debt. Now, with all of the debt service being pulled out, with all of that being pulled out, you might make, let's just say, half, twenty five hundred dollars a month. Okay, so you have no money in the deal, you didn't have to invest a dollar, but you have to you had to invest huge amounts of time. You also had to convince a lot of people that they should be giving you a lot of money. And when it's all said and done, you have um, a grand total of let's say three million dollars in real estate and you're making twenty five hundred bucks a month, <clears throat> but you also have three million dollars of debt service. Okay, that means that if one of those tenants moves out, guess who's got to pay for that? You do. And a couple of those tenants move out, um, you got a huge problem, huge problem. So I'm not poo pooing on cash flow real estate. I, I'm a massive fan of it. Okay, um, I you know I, you can't spend as much time as I have with some of the friends that I've got, and think it's a bad idea. I mean, you got to be an idiot. It's a great idea. It's just not a good. I don't personally think it's a good idea for most people to begin their journey. Okay. Um. I think it's higher up the pyramid. So <clears throat> now we have uh, essentially owning a, a low overhead business like network marketing, online marketing. <laughs> online marketing, fantastic. Okay, network marketing by itself. I've already explained my opinion. Online marketing by itself, fantastic. It's great. The downside is this. Most of the time there's very low, there's very low ability to create a system that can live without you long term. Okay. Most of the time online marketers, most of the time what they do is they build a funnel that makes a bunch of money and they don't have a business, they have a funnel. And something happens with the funnel, it goes out of style, traffic source fizzles out, shuts them down, etc. And the business is gone. That's usually what happens. If that doesn't happen, they're able to actually make a business around it, something that can sustain on its own without that funnel, then that's cool. But most of the time, there's not a huge amount of recurring revenue involved. Um, but what I just said is incredibly difficult. Okay? So to make a, a standalone online marketing business that's not dependent on one funnel, that's very hard. Okay, So like click, ClickFunnels, the company did it right? They had one major funnel initially that really built click funnels. And now they have 50,000 monthly users that pay a hundred to $300 a month. Okay. That's a business. It's not a funnel. That is hard. Okay. Building a funnel is not that hard. So online marketing by itself is great, but it's not your long-term play unless you can build an entire company around it. That's that is very difficult. So what's easier? Combining online marketing with network marketing. You combine essentially a funnel with a larger business called your network marketing team and the network marketing funnel just becomes the fuel. That's it. That's that's really all you want the funnel for is the fuel. So you have the massive leverage of online marketing with the residual or the stability of network marketing in a combo pack. Um, the nice part is this: you don't have to build it um, with, by risking huge amounts of money. Um, you can pay for it as you go. You know, I started our first funnel that really took off. I had 40 dollars left to spend, Four zero. zero. Um, when I spent that money that night, it, you know for the first time, I got that money back and it doubled. I remember it very clearly. but my point is, I started with 40 bucks. I didn't start with, like I said, in real estate, a, a ton. Right. Um, You can also turn it off at any point. So, you know, early on, um, when I didn't really have a business, I just had a funnel. During, um, you know, Christmas time, I just turned the thing off. I literally turned the funnel off. It's like, it would be like having a retail store that you just could shut your doors and there was no overhead. Like, I didn't have to pay any overhead. I had no mortgage to pay on the business, I had no um, electric bill to pay on the business. I could just turn the thing off. Where else can you do that? You just shut the doors and the thing and it's fine, right? I mean, you can't do that anywhere else with leverage. It's insane. I mean, yeah, sure, a, plumber, a self-employed plumber could do that, but they have no leverage at all, right? You just stop working and get, make, make no money. Um, whereas I could reach 10,000 people a day with that particular funnel. Um, and then, of course, you have the exponential effect. So when you do it, when you think about it that way, I don't think there's a comparison. And then you use this business to fuel the base layer. So boom, you get your six months of emergency fund filled up, you get your hedge completed, and then you move up to the next layer. So the next layer is, you know, either an additional business that you treat as an investment, not as a business, okay, because you're having multiple businesses, usually a place to fail. <clears throat> you treat the next business as an investment, you 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 have expertise now. You have money now. And so you invest that money and that expertise to get a passive return on a business that you invest in. Or now you move into cash flow real estate. You are full-time in your business now. You don't have that job anymore. And you take the money that you've got and the money that you're making. You've already got your emergency fund that, that protects you. You take the money that you've got and you, now you put into cash flow real estate. And you don't have to be as crazy as you would have been if you started there and you went out of order, right? Now, um, I can tell you this. Right now, like, let's say you're working a job and you're like, well, I'm working a job. Um, You know, I should really be getting my six months of emergency funds saved up before I'd work my business. That's totally wrong. Okay, your job most likely doesn't allow you to make more money or that much more money than you're currently making. So trying to trying to increase your base layer by simply saving is a surefire way to basically create some pretty jacked up mental thoughts on how to run a business. To run a business properly, you have to spend money and you have to be aggressive. <clears throat> you got to be intelligent, but you got to be aggressive. So you need to create more income, not save more, okay? It's not about saving more right now. It's about making more. Eventually, when you get into the higher levels of the pyramid, you're, you are going to be thinking a lot about managing your risk. But right now, you're just looking about managing growth. So you want to get that business going, fill up your base layer, and then move up the rest of the pyramid, okay? So to me, it's a, no, it's a, non, it's a, it's a non-question. It's not even it's not even a a thing. It's, it's, this is clearly the route to go. Um, so with that, hopefully that helps give you a little bit of clarity, um, as to what you're doing, um, you know, with, with today's technology and what we can do, you know, you may be wondering, like, why did I say I wouldn't do traditional network marketing, you know, because traditional network marketing is cool, but it's, that's not, I don't want to do that personally. I just don't want to do it like, when you develop good skills, like what you can learn with online marketing and direct response, you don't need to do any of the things that marketing asks you to do. None of it. You don't have to do any of it. Zero. And personally, I hated that lifestyle. I didn't like what I did. I didn't like talking to my friends and family about joining my thing. I didn't like looking at my neighbor and think that they should be getting in my business. I didn't like Stocking gas stations. I didn't like stalking Facebook groups or LinkedIn. I didn't like posting pictures of my lifestyle. I didn't like any of that stuff. I didn't want to do it. Just, it felt icky to me. It didn't, it wasn't fun. <clears throat> and honestly, we already all know this. It just doesn't work anymore. Not in America. In, in other parts of the world, sure. But in America, um, let's be honest, we're all pretty jaded. And two, we all have a lot of opportunity here, a lot. you know. We uh, the, Our prospects can go learn how to do online marketing. Our prospects can go learn how to be a crypto trader, even though it's opposite way of the hierarchy of wealth, you understand the point, right? They can do all these other things. The last thing they're gonna wanna do is stalk their fricking family and invite them to a stupid Zoom meeting or a hotel meeting or any of that stuff in which the process repeats itself. So hopefully that helps, provides a little bit of, uh, of fun and clarity to these things. And um, with that, guys, love you, appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you all very
0: soon.